Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of food, food, April Fool's Edition. April Fool's Edition. Yep, <laughs> even your favorite restaurants had to get it on in the pranks. Uh, first, Tic Tacs tweeted that they were introducing brand new Nutella-flavored mints. Mm. They went a little too far, though. They mm. The graphic made the mints look like mini jars of Nutella. And you're like, there's no way. <laughs> Second, you know the little round baby Bella cheeses? Well, they tried to fool us saying they would now come in squares with the tagline, check out our new angles. That was <laughs> April Fool's. And finally, in the world of food, uh, April Fool's edition, Heinz tried to pretend that they had a new beans bag, a bean bag that looked like Baked beans. They said you sit on the bean bag mm-hmm. and eat your bowl of baked beans. <laughs> but it was an April Fool's joke. Coming up, watch out, mom and dad. This is probably something you are not going to be able to avoid with your kids. Okay, heads up, mom and dad. Don't say you weren't warned. This is something you probably won't be able to avoid with your kids. This has been made into a movie. Yep. It's no longer just that annoying song that gets stuck in your head. Baby Shark's big movie is coming out, and they just announced the cast. The movie will follow Baby Shark and his family as they move to Chomp City, the big city of sharks. Not only will Baby Shark be forced to adjust with life without his best friend William nearby, Uh but he'll also encounter an evil pop starfish who plans to steal his gift of song in order to dominate all underwater music. Wow. I, I hear the shark that's going to play that role, the evil pop star, was the same same shark that they had in Jaws. Really? <laughs> he got recast? Yes. He's reviving his career. All because of you, his YouTube videos. You imagine how terrifying that would be? Take your kids to see Baby Shark and all, this, all of a sudden, dun, 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 dun. Uh, two of the people they cast um, for voice work is Ashley Tisdale and, believe it or not, Lance Bass huh. is going to be one of the voices. There you go. Baby Shark, his big movie. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I don't know some parents that are sick of that song might be like, sweet. <laughs> okay, do you f- remember what it felt like when it was time to get rid of the family vehicle and all the memories mm. that went along with it? We're yeah. going to talk about oh, yeah. that next. So do you remember all the emotions attached to getting rid of that family vehicle? I mean, it's... There's so many memories tied up in that minivan. And my sister, Sarah, she adopted two incredible kids, Lance and Annie. She and her husband did. And um, years and years and years ago when they were little, uh, she's an educator. She's been a kindergarten teacher for years and years, went to college for education. She decided to homeschool. So they're trying to make ends meet on one income. Her husband's a medical tech overnights at a hospital. And someone calls and says hey you need to come pick up your minivan and they're like okay this is a it's not april fools but this is a joke Mm. and they're like no put put your husband on the line maybe we can convince him this is not a joke and she has to wake up her husband because he had been working all night and the guy from the dealership's like no really someone gifted your family this minivan unbelievable and she goes on to talk about uh what a blessing that was first of all because they couldn't afford it and then they were able to uh, take their kids to soccer pla- practice and to go visit my parents in Jupiter, Florida. They live in, in near Grand Rapids, Michigan. And 
Um, just the, the they didn't even that, they didn't even own a DVD and it had a DVD player in it <laughs> and heated seats, which is a huge deal in Michigan. And mm. um, just th- wrapped it up by taking their kids, all their belongings off to college. And it's finally time. It's the door is held on by duct tape <laughs> and it's finally time to say goodbye. And they actually found a family who has five boys who are all learning to drive mm-hmm. and they're going to take it and oh, utilize it to teach their they, kids how to drive. Are they giving them other rolls of duct tape just in case? <laughs> Probably. It comes with duct tape. Just for future but repairs. <laughs> this this van has had such an impact on this family. My sister and her husband and her two adopted kids that uh, my their last name is Vantine. So my nephew, his social media name has been Lance drives a Vantine. Like that's been, and I just thought about I got so choked up reading her post Aww. saying goodbye to this van because I know so many families can so empathize to what that's like to yeah. say goodbye to all those memories in that phase of your life. Mm-hmm. So tough. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the Vantine van. Go but it lives on. Yes, with someone family. else is gonna be blessed with it. So people can get attached emotionally to vehicles, believe it or not, because I I would consider myself a a novice car guy. I don't get attached to cars. I like them, but they're a utility. You use them, and then when you you want something else or it's time to trade it in because miles or whatever, you just do it, and you get something else you're going to be excited about. Um, My son, however, he has emotional attachments to cars. When he graduated from uh, college, Berkeley College of Music, um, we gave him my wife's uh, it was a Buick Rendezvous. They don't even make it anymore, but it was a uh, like an SUV. And we gave it to him because it was time Tracy got a new car uh, and it would fit all of his drums. It was perfect. It would mm-hmm. fit all of his equipment he needed to take to gigs and stuff. And he drove that thing everywhere. And it just this mm, year ago, I think it di- it just died. Mm. And it was like, <laughs> you know, if you traded it in, they'd give you like $50 for it or something. It was to the point where the repairs were becoming way too numerous. And he was pretty emotional about letting the rock and roll rendezvous go. Yeah, all the, it's all the memories that are associated with a vehicle that's hard. I don't think it's usually the car itself. Mm-hmm. It's the imprint of those memories and emotions. Yeah, I think it represented a, a lot to him of his childhood and then... Mm-hmm. He graduated, and that was the one that that got his career going and everything yeah. else. So yeah, he got got a little bit emotional about letting that go. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what did you get emotional about cars or? Um, I I personally haven't, but I would if I had raised my children. And you just picture them like bringing them home from the hospital in those car seats, and that yeah. would be hard on me. My wife got emotional when we got rid of the minivan. Because she hated that thing and she was so happy. Um, <laughs> my sister just texted me. She's the kindergarten teacher and she listens in her classroom. Yeah. She heard me talking about her post about the minivan. Yeah. And she said, oh, good. Now I don't feel so bad getting choked up writing that post. I said, oh, I, it, you got me crying. All the <laughs> memories of my niece and nephew growing up. Oh. Hey, if your family is thinking of adopting a dog, <laughs> this little guy could use a home, but it comes with a catch. Okay. If you want sweet Felix to be part of your family. Felix the dog? Felix the dog. I thought it was Felix the cat. (laughs) No, this is Felix the dog. He's unique. You must take Cinnamon, his best friend, who happens to be a goat. (laughs) (laughs) 
They arrived at an animal shelter in North Carolina after the owner could no longer care for them. And they noticed right away that Felix and Cinnamon love to play, sleep, and eat together. It's the sweetest adopt one, get one free combo ever. And I have not told my husband about this yet, but he grew up with goats because he lived on a ranch in Texas. They had like 30 goats. And they yeah. all had names. Like one was named Pamper. There was no HOA on the ranch. No. <laughs> oh my goodness. What would our HOA do? Well, you could always <laughs> say it's, it's not a goat. It's a dog. I'm telling you, it's a dog. It's just odd. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever felt like you've been given a second chance at life coming up? Wait till you hear how this woman's life changed for the better. Have you ever been given a second chance in life? I mean, a lot of us have, right? Even if it's just a near miss with a car accident. Uh, Maybe your family and friends call you a walking miracle. Well, check out how this woman's life changed for the better. Allison is 20 years old, lives in Florida, and she started having terrible stomach pain and other female problems. She ignored it, hoping it would just go away. Mm. And here's why. This is scary that this keeps people from getting medical attention, but... She knew her doctor would tell her once again, since she's been told this since she was a little girl, you need to lose weight. Well, her tummy kept growing and she ended up looking like she was pregnant with 10 kids. She finally went to the doctor when it became unbearable Mm -hmm. and they did surgery and removed a 104 pound cyst on her ovary. What? The surgeon was even able to protect her fertility, so she's hoping and praying she might become a mom one day. And she's very excited to see what life has in store for her. And she is so grateful for the medical team that saved her life. What a story. Wow. What do you do when your kids ask you for money? Kids come up to you like, I don't know, it's Friday. They want to go out with their friends or whatever. Hey, can I, can I have $20? I'm going to go out with my friends. Probably nowadays more than 20 bucks. But how do you handle that? What is your response? Let's talk about that next. And give us a call if you already know. Like, oh, now I know what my response is. So the question is, what do you do when your kids ask you for money? Could be like, hey, I'm going out with some friends. We're going to the movies. Can I have a few bucks? Do you just slide the cash their way? Or do you have like some kind of system where they, uh, where they earn it? Uh, a friend of mine heard us talking about this on the air, my buddy Raphael. And uh, it gets a little sticky with, with him because uh, it was stepdaughter going on a class trip to Disney and he didn't feel like dad gave enough. Ooh. So he gave her more. Ooh. Like like more than dad originally gave because he's like, who wow. can go to Disney on less than $100 for like three or four days? So um, how do you handle it? How do you handle it when your kids ask for money? I remember um, we had a big trip with our daughters planned and they wanted spending money while we were on the trip. So we made a, a list of stuff they could do. Uh, to earn money and that really didn't work well they were like all gung-ho at first but then got bored with it and we wound up giving them money anyway Mm. so then i did it in in reverse the next time we went on a trip i said i'm starting each of you out with with 100 dollars. and when you fail to do these things that amount goes lower (laughs) that worked kept the attitudes in check yeah i don't know why that worked the penalty of losing money was, was greater a greater motivator for them than the opportunity to to get money. Hey, that's a dad hack right there. Somebody else needs to try that out and tell us if it works. Yeah. That's so, awesome. I, I'm, I can't vouch it'll work with your kids, but for some reason with mine it did. But what do you do when the kids come to you asking for money? And you know they do. I mean, sometimes I feel like I had ATM sign flashing over my head and nowadays it's not can i have twenty dollars it's can i put this on your credit card that i have a copy of to the same account yeah
Michael, we're talking about money. When kids ask their parents for money, how does that go down in your house? Well, mom just gives me money and she says, I'm giving you 20. I want $5 back when you get back. Ooh, a little test in self-control, huh? Uh Uh-huh. And And how does that usually work out? Does she usually get her $5 back? She does, always. Wow. If she doesn't, I'm grounded. Ooh, I think this is such a great money management lesson. Because the money's mm-hmm. there, but you're not supposed to yeah. use it. Wow. Yeah. You have a smart mom. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for calling. We'll talk to you later, okay? Okay. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. You ever taken an Uber or a Lyft? Check this out. This driver and passenger are now friends for life. Tim picked up Bill from a dialysis center in New Jersey, and they started talking Tim, a U.S. Army veteran, learned that Bill had been in desperate need of a kidney for three years. Tim says, God must have put you in my car. When he pulled up in front of my house some 40 minutes later, Tim says, if you'll take my name and number, I'd like to donate a kidney to you. What's incredible, Tim was a match. The surgery was successful and Bill's body accepted the kidney and even though Tim has since moved to Germany, the two of them have vowed to be friends for life. And Bill mm. said, politics and background don't define whether two souls can be friends or not. Wow. Isn't that awesome? That I is love a, that, that story. Is... God put you in my car. <laughs> Are you trying to be a better parent? Coming up, an expert shares her number one rule for parenting. And close to 80% of moms and dads admit they don't do it. Are you trying to become a better parent? An expert shared her number one rule for parenting. And close to 80% of moms and dads here in the U.S. admit they don't do it. And it is optimism. Our attitudes are contagious. Hmm. And when mom and dad are constantly pessimistic, your kids lose hope. When kids are optimistic, they start viewing challenges as obstacles to overcome instead of an excuse to turn around and go home. So how can you become a more optimistic parent? Well, turn off the news if it's causing a negative spiral. Look for acts of service or volunteering opportunities as a family. And reaffirm to your kids, you can make a difference. Mm, Absolutely. I agree with that. What you were just talking about, that optimism, parents being optimistic, uh, is a gift to their kids. But it does need to be balanced. Because it can tip way too far out of control. I think my wife and I are a pretty good balance. I'll tell you who tends to be the glass half full, glass half empty in a minute. We'd love to hear from you, too. Who in your family is the more optimistic parent? So this whole idea of uh, being optimistic is a a gift that you can give to your kids. I I think that's true, but it does require some balance because, like, in in our family, I am way the glass is half full. I'm like, oh, my gosh, the glass is half full, you guys. (laughs) And my wife would be a little more like, uh it's uh, it's half gone. <laughs> that that would be us. And sometimes it does help when she reins me in. Sometimes it's like you're Tigger and Eeyore. <laughs> I don't know if it's that extreme, but but we're head, definitely on those paths. Um, sometimes it's good. Like um, one of my daughters, um, she painted her door. We allowed our kids if they wanted to paint their room, we let them go ahead and do it. And she painted the inside of her bedroom door with this very elaborate beach scene, big palm tree, all kinds of stuff. And she showed a picture of it to her art teacher, and the art teacher said, oh, it's a shame it's on your door. I would have entered it in the countywide art competition. And I was like, well, why can't we? 
We'll just take it off the hinges. We'll take it to the art competition, and then we'll bring it back and put it back up. Yeah. So that that kind of optimism and can do, I think, is important to instill in your kids. So Tracy can and, literally say to you, "You're off the hinges." <laughs> well, and then that daughter went on to do all kinds of stuff that was like out of the box thinking, mm-hmm. like that. Like she was a camp counselor uh, uh, one summer, and a girl came. She was teaching archery. A girl came with a cast on her arm and couldn't couldn't participate. So she taught herself to shoot the bow and arrow with her feet. Amazing. And then she taught the other girl to shoot with her feet. And so I think it's that that's the optimism that you instill mm-hmm. in your kids. And they go like, all right, there's got to be a way we can do this, right? We'll figure yeah. this out. So I think that's really important. However, my wife did rein us in one time. We were on vacation and there was no GPS at the time. And I had a place that I wanted to go in the mountains. And I was like, how hard can it be to find? It was plenty hard. We never found it. <laughs> and by the way, did I mention it was in a foreign country? <laughs> <laughs> And did you stay optimistic throughout the entire no. episode? And that's what I'm saying. Is in, in that case, it would have helped if if I would have listened to Tracy going, I don't think this is the best idea. <laughs> you can't just head north and hope you hit it. <laughs> so who's optimistic in your family? We'd love to hear from you. One of the best secrets for parenting is being an optimistic parent, like teaching your kids, like you can try, just give it a try. Maybe it'll work out and mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Um, my parents were probably a little bit more pessimistic. They had this saying, they'd be like, life isn't fair, honey. <laughs> it never made me feel any better at all. Wow. <laughs> but um, someone... That's true. I mean, yes, it's true, but it's a mixed bag. Yeah. Sometimes it's incredibly overly fair to us. Right. Like, gee, I don't know. Jesus, yes, right? Yes, mercy and grace. Yeah, so they were great parents, but they had a couple of lines that they could have probably skipped. You could have lived but, it out. Um, someone... <laughs> Someone burst my optimism bubble like you would not believe. Um, Okay, so yesterday during the show, Kevin pulls up this animal I've never seen in my life that smiles. Mm -hmm. And it's um, it's a cousin of the kangaroo. It's called a kukwaka. Mm-hmm. Q-U-O-K-K-A. Oh, adorable. And he's the cutest thing I've ever seen, and I want one. And uh-huh. he like has become like a, a internet sensation because... They're not afraid of humans, so they'll take a selfie with you, and they look like they're smiling they for do. the camera. They do. It's adorable. Well, uh, I was just giddy about this. I put it all over social media. I texted my niece because she loves animals. Well, this lady named Cindy, and Cindy, I love you, but this is hilarious. She um, she said, we taught this animal in our In the Wild series at church a couple years ago, and they still have his picture up in their Sunday school classroom because he's so adorable. But she told me, she goes, fact when this animal is confronted by an enemy, it will throw its baby at the enemy to distract it so the mom can get away. That's horrible. Cindy, I'm mortified. I don't like quokas at all anymore. Now I know that's like a creepy smile. And he, he she also told me, uh, she said, also, did you know because of its smile, it saved the Australian island from bankruptcy? see after the original guy sent out a challenge to all adventurers to go and get their picture with this animal tourism to this challenge saved the island and now it thrives oh there you go and she goes sorry for the info (laughs) but they're still adorable no they're horrible creatures who throws their baby at the enemy to get away (laughs) what
Well, maybe maybe the mom knows if the adult ones are that adorable. Imagine how adorable the baby ones are, and the 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 predator would be distracted by the oh, cuteness. Okay, and not yes, yeah, so that's the that's the cartoon version, the animated movie we're gonna make <laughs> that we're gonna choose. And they to go, believe. oh, aren't you so cute? There, I'm not hungry at all. <laughs> are you an introvert who prefers to text? You may want to work on exercising your social muscles and pick up the phone and call. It's super important, especially if you're a woman. Hmm. Hearing someone else's voice, especially when you can't be together in person, helps you feel less lonely. Well, according to new Gallup research, when women especially feel socially connected and supported, they're not only better equipped to cope with challenges, pursue their goals, and enjoy a higher quality of life, but it also improves the lives of everyone they're connected with. Hmm. So those relationships are so important. They told a story of a woman who... Um, she used to always just text her mom Yeah, and then she got so lonely during the pandemic. She started talking to her mom on the phone Mm. and it was life changing. It it just connected her with her mom and felt her, made her feel not so lonely. It was great. Before my mom passed away, I would call her, my drive home from work sometimes will take up to an hour. I would call her right when I left the radio station and just let her talk. (laughs) (laughs) And she would go for about 55 minutes straight and then she would go, so tell me, what's going on with you? <laughs> I miss her so much. So I think we've mentioned it a bazillion times. We think you guys are just the best. Kevin, Kevin and Taylor show listeners are the best people in the world. I want to talk about that next. Kevin and Taylor listeners, you guys are the absolute best people in the world. And we got firsthand evidence of that. Just the other day, we went and did a station event. And so many people came up and and said hi. And the nicest compliment I think that we can receive is one that this lady said. She goes, oh, we're best friends. You just don't know it. Yeah, that's so sweet. That is. Yeah. And she's like, because, you know, I hear you talking, but you don't hear me talk, mm-hmm. talking back. But yeah. even that's not necessarily 100 percent truthful because we'll get emails from you guys. You guys will call. Um, and it's such an honor when people share what's going on in their lives oh, yeah. and ask you to pray for them. Mm-hmm. Or or we talk about something going on in our lives. And somebody will just send a message. They'll send an email like, hey, you don't even need to respond back. Just wanted you to know I'm praying for you. I mean, I felt that when my mom passed away a few years ago, uh, you guys were just the, wrapped me in prayer and love. And I'm watching it happen for you now, Taylor, yeah, with my your dad. dad passed away three months ago. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to express some gratitude. Uh, we don't take it lightly how you guys have been with us through all of life's ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that happened, you know, like in culture or whatever, like we've been here together through 9-11, through the economic meltdown, through uh, COVID, uh, like all kinds of stuff. We've rode through it all together, and we don't take that for granted or take that lightly. And we really, really appreciate that you listen to us. And then another thing that happens now, too, is people will say, um, my mom used to have you on when I was in carpool line, Mm -hmm. you know, going to school, and now... I have my kids in carpool line and we're listening to you. And I just think that's the coolest thing. I, it just makes me feel great when people listen to it. And the, the really miraculous thing in all of that is, Taylor, I, I think I speak for both of us. You and I haven't aged a day <laughs> in all of that. No, not at all. <laughs> Children wish. have grown up and gone to college and yet we haven't aged not one second. <laughs> but seriously, thank you guys for for listening to us for so long and and, uh, you know, all the ups and downs, we're in it together. And it's just, it's, it's a joy every day to be on the radio with you guys. So there's some advice I've been giving um, certain people in my life, especially some of my nieces and nephews. Yeah. 
And I just found out there's something to it. Like, I'm like, yes, <laughs> were, I feel justified. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I'm right. <laughs> I'm right. Wow. <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. And it has to do with if you're not feeling very confident. Right. I'll tell you about it in a minute. Okay. I've given some advice out to my nieces and nephews. I try not to do too much because I don't want to, I don't want to scar them. Um, but I have 11 nieces and nephews and some of them are very much like me when I was their age. And that is, I went through a phase where I was painfully shy. I mean, it was bad. No kidding. I'm talking like go hide in the car when church ended, ask for the car key. And it was hot in Florida. You don't want to go sit in the car by yourself. But I was like, I was just so shy. And so I finally, I kind of had a a eureka moment, which is another story for another day. But I realized this is, I'm not going to act like this anymore. I'm not going to, I don't want to be like this. I want to get to know people. I love people. You reinvented yourself before it was a thing. Yeah, (laughs) And I just started pretending like I felt not shy. I Mm. just, I literally faked it until I could make it. Mm -hmm. And turns out there's a headline today. That is the deal. When you're not feeling too confident, just fake it. The Mm. average American feels insecure five times a day. No kidding. But when you fake it and pretend like you're confident, it ends up making you more confident. Hmm. And it, it totally works. And I've told my nieces and nephews that are really, really, really shy. I'm like, listen, you have to exercise um, being outgoing like it's a muscle. And if hmm. you don't practice and if you don't work on it, it's going to atrophy and hmm. it's going to get all weak and you're going to forget. I mean, look at how many people that happened during the pandemic. They yeah. forgot how to be outgoing and talkative and ask questions. And- or they liked not being talkative right. about going and asking questions. Exactly. So <laughs> bottom line, when, to all my 11 nieces and nephews, when Aunt Taylor told you to fake it till you can make it, she was right. <laughs> you should text them all. Yeah. That's a good idea. It r- rarely happens, but here <laughs> it is. We're talking about being introverted. You have four kids and they have different levels of outgoingness and introversity. Uh, youngest, probably the most introverted and extroverted all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, she is like so, so quiet. Uh, you, you've you mentioned before, you took my three daughters out for like dinner one time. Oh, and- yeah. I had to ask the oldest too. like, whoa, 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 whoa. April was right. talking. I want to hear what she had to say Hard first. for her to get a yeah. word in edgewise. But um, she can turn it on. One year at church uh, at Halloween, they did a costume. Like they didn't do a pageant. They did for the middle schoolers and high schoolers. They did a runway. Like it was oh, a fashion runway. Wow. And she... Yeah, and everybody's just kind of like walking to the end and turn around and walking back. And no one expected it. We have it on video. She owned it. Like, the, <laughs> like it was like it was fashion week in Paris. And she, we were I like, know? what happened to you? <laughs> Where did that come from? And she did it. She did this like very elaborate walk, almost like a dance down the runway and walked off and then went right back to being super shy. Well, she's been performing her whole life. I remember yeah. when you guys would come over to our house when the kids were little, and if we we would all watch April dance, mm-hmm. and then we would try to move on to like play a game or have a conversation, and she would get all curled up and sad because we had st- <laughs> we weren't watching her dance anymore. Right. So we'd be like, okay, 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 April, let, what song do you want on now? We'll, yeah. we'll watch one more dance. Well, she was in dance for years, figure skating for years. So yeah, lots of people are extra introverted extroverts. Yeah, did you te- I am? Believe it or not, did you text your uh, nieces and nephews by the way yet to tell no. them I was right? 
I can't even get them to respond to the text I sent the other day. <laughs> Here, oh, I know how you can get them to respond. Yeah. Um, what's just send this? How do I Venmo you? <laughs> they'll respond like that and then yes. you go great i'll file that away now here's what i really wanted to talk about <laughs> brilliant